with sound. All right. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Nandicho, and with me is... Carmela Ocampo. And on today's episode, we're going to be doing the new Netflix original, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, directed by Charlie Kaufman, starring Jesse Plemons, Jesse Buckley, Tony Collette, and David Lewis. This is a fairly new Netflix original film, so we decided to split it up into a spoiler-free part and then later a spoiler-filled part. So if you're planning on watching the movie, stop after the spoiler-free part, obviously. Um, but if you want to listen to it for whatever reason, go ahead. I'm not your mother. Um, <laughs> but, Carmela, spoiler-free opinion, what did you think of I'm Thinking of Ending Things? I liked some of it. <laughs> um, and... I felt this way. I felt the same way, like, watching it twice now. I think people can appreciate some parts of this movie. Um, I think the script was pretty... Only some parts? <laughs> only some parts, <laughs> I think. Um, I thought the script was really incredible. Um, and I thought the way the story is framed is very unique. Um for those of you who don't know, this is an adaptation of a novel by the same name. Um, but yeah, it. <laughs> I'm like trying to formulate my thoughts about what I, exactly what I think about it. Because like even now, I am like sort of unsure. So yeah, it's really hard. This <laughs> film is like it's just like interesting to like try to conceptualize any thought. Like even before this, I was like, how can I even talk about this if I don't even know like what yeah. to say about it? But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I I definitely don't regret <laughs> watching it, like, twice. I will honestly, why, like, I honestly might watch it a third time just to, like, make sense of it. And I think people who like figuring out movies without maybe doing any research or really, like, digging deep into things might enjoy this movie. Um and for people who want straight answers are definitely going to hate this movie. I think it upset a lot of people, um, including Sophia. So, um, and it might upset people who do enjoy figuring things out, you know, even when the answer is laid out, it, it might disappoint you, but that's not to say that I think the acting was also incredible. Um, I think that's a huge part of what made the movie very like parts of the movie very enjoyable for me um but yeah what did you think of it josh (laughs) (laughs) um i'm currently in the same state as you kind of like trying to figure out what i want to say like i can't altogether say i like it i can't altogether say i hated it um but for like the audience and for what people perceive this as this is like a highly abstract and objective film so like obviously it's gonna have like the defined lovers and the defined haters of the film like just because it's just so out there in a sense. Um, and it's, it's nothing that I wouldn't expect from Charlie Kaufman, which is really funny that like he he's written like being John Malkovich, Adaptation, Eternal Sunshine, like all those movies that have like these crazy like meanings and concepts, but were able to conceptualize itself within the film. It's different with this one. Um, and there's going to be a lot of haters. I'm going to say that right now. A lot of lovers. <laughs> My girlfriend, Sophia, hates it. 
I was so shocked, but also I was like, I gotta get what you're saying. <laughs> um, uh, but it's it's just interesting because like yeah, I can't even understand what to say about it either. Um, and like even seeing like that like what you said, the acting was superb. Like Tony Collette fucking killed it like always. <laughs> um, David Lewis too did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and like even thinking about the film, there are really great aspects of this film that I really love scenes that worked really well. Um, but I'm also like questioning like would that work in a different context of this of another film or like would it would it have been better if they didn't have that like there are certain aspects that I kind of question um, but with that have you ever seen any other Kaufman's films yeah so the only film I've seen of his is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind um, and that is I wouldn't say it's a romantic comedy necessarily because it's very it's also it's very sad and melancholy just like this movie but there is a tinge of hope um but it is about a relationship between these two people um the concept of the movie is very out there um just and it's very in line with what he would write and direct um have you heard of it eternal sunshine yeah of course i have oh, okay <laughs> did he direct it did he actually direct it yeah okay okay go on um have you seen it Yes, I've seen it. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't sure. But yeah, I, I really like that movie. I think it's like probably up there with um, like my favorite romantic drama movies, maybe. Um, but yeah, that's the only one I've seen. Have you, what have you seen from him or if you've seen anything from him? Um, I've seen Eternal Sunshine. I've seen Being John Malkovich, which he wrote. And I think he also wrote adaptation and it's also funny about adaptation because he's like the main character played by nicholas gage like it's charlie kaufman in that film oh. <laughs> um but like yeah those movies eternal sunshine being john mukovich eternal sunshine are like super duper surreal like I <laughs> like the like those uh, concepts and those ideas are like so insane and so like out there that like who would even try and do something like this and then like you watch the movie and it's like wow this works really well it's really fantastic like being john malkovich and adaptation both fantastic films and i love them so much and then and like when i think about those films they like hold a special place like eternal sunshine does like it's a movie that like you'd want to like think about like a concept you want to think about and see play out and those are those movies are like really great in creating those sort of those concepts and making them reality in a perfect and great way like the way it sort of curates itself within the film it's really really great um um i know like the reason why we we're mainly attracted to this film was like the trailer mm-hmm. so i wanted to see like how you felt after seeing that trailer and like what expectations you had for the film after seeing that um i would just quickly like to correct myself um he actually didn't direct eternal sunshine i looked it up he it was michelle gondry i i think he's a French director. He also directs very surreal films, so that's actually perfect. Charlie Kaufman only wrote it. Quick correction. Spreading Thank you very much. Fake news. <laughs> oh but anyways, False information. <laughs> no stop. But anyways, yeah, I was pretty excited for this movie because of the trailer. It looked super trippy and weird and very creepy. So I was like, okay, this is gonna be a little scary. I was like, all right, this is it. I'm ready for like you know, for this very, like, smart, scary-looking movie, um, but, yeah, I, um, I, do, 
did you want to go into how we felt about what we actually saw or <laughs> <laughs> i think we go into that later um i don't want to like construe anyone's views on the film um but when i saw the trailer i thought the same thing and i think like when we saw it we're like yes right up our alley strange sci-fi like trippiness um and we'll go into depth of how we felt after the movie and like our expectations with that more on the spoiler filled side um one more thing before we go into the actual film i wanted to like preface this um there's like a lot of there's obviously a lot of things going on in this film and and certain aspects of context could change how one could view this film so like the first time me and you watched it we just watched it blank slated and just watched it and then i think we watched it a second time because we found out like the context and what it was like essentially really about afterwards so like this is a warning right here this is uh sort of what i want to like get into because this drastically changed how i viewed the film so if you want to have a pure fresh look on the film stop it right now <laughs> stop it watch it um but if you wanted to have like i guess a little hint and a little help and a little context you could keep listening um but as we said before this film is based off a book of the same name and that book is essentially about him the main character jake um contemplating suicide and how he sort of deals with this in that book um and once i found that out it really gave me a different look on the film and how to watch it and sort of what to pick up when i watch it the second time so like i wanted to like just preface that like kind of like because i seen a video on this film called like things you should know before you watch it and this is one of the things um and i was kind of like oh that's kind of weird because i feel like a lot of people would take a different look at it the first time around um but it's it's based off the same book or the same the book of the same name and from what i've heard a lot of things are different and the movie like makes it more abstract for the like for the meaning of the film and the book um a lot of people said to read the book first then to watch the film i guess it locks it makes a lot more sense um but yeah just for a little more context for you people that like don't want to go into this like just freshly minded and wanted some sort of backstory and help with watching it it's about the main character's struggle with suicide and how he deals with it essentially um and with saying that we this is the part where we get into the spoilers so if you haven't watched the film yet stop it right now if you want to watch the film and then come back do that if you want to listen to this for whatever reason go ahead we love the listens we're open to it you know <laughs> we also aren't your mother again um but carmela did you want to go into the plot sure so although not dating for very long a young woman decides to take a trip to meet her boyfriend's parents the bleak landscape and odd encounters lead her to believe not everything is quite what it seems or when whoa (laughs) (laughs) um so with that spoiler filled no holds barred carmela what did you think of the film I guess I could ask. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I absolutely adore the first half of this movie. And even after the second viewing too, I just like, you know, it was like everything I wanted, you know, (laughs) from the trailer. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like so weird. It's so creepy. There's such good dialogue happening right now. I don't know what's happening. So much mystery. 
weird shit's happening in a weird house you know got some backstory got some layers going on um there's a lot of strange shit happening people are in a room one day or like at some point and then people are in another room their clothes are changing suddenly the lighting is shifting and it's their like ages are changing their <laughs> ages are changing and i was like wow i feel like i'm having dementia this is like like <laughs> it's just crazy like <laughs> it's like i'm having dementia no seriously i, I like if oh, of man. any movie i've ever seen i think this movie like probably depicts like dementia or like deterioration of like aging like in such a great and very sad way like i'm sure people who have experienced or are currently experiencing that with like their loved ones that honestly might be like a very triggering part of the movie it will be like yeah like because i i like got really sad and i was like man this is like how it is this is what it's gonna be like um and just i yeah this first half of the movie was amazing and then and then they leave the house and i'm like okay okay where is this going now and then the tone like shifts dramatically um it gets very confusing um gets way abstract um you're doing a lot of like a lot of listening a lot of figuring out a lot of piecing together you th- because from the first half you think you know like kind of what's going on and then all of a sudden it like turns on you and you're like wait i really didn't know what was going on um and then by the end there is a musical number and you're and you're like okay it wasn't personally so surprising to me because they mentioned musicals like multiple times in the movie so i was like all right cool there's a musical number a little drawn out you know but um there is that and then there's another very surreal fantastical scene where he like does this like acceptance speech was which is an exact replica of the acceptance speech from the movie a beautiful mind if you didn't know that um oh really the exact same exact it is based off of that acceptance speech and we can go into that analysis later but i was like this is so weird and then and then there's another weird scene where they reenact a part of the play from oklahoma with more singing and then and then it pretty much ends and i was like or and then it cuts back to reality and then it ends and that's it and so you're kind of left speechless (laughs) disappointed yeah. disappointed you know <laughs> confused looking for answers um so yeah uh very like sh- like very uh sharp turn there for me so how was your experience with the movie <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so we both watched this twice um it's a very very bleak sad odd film um, one thing I noticed off the bat, regardless of what I knew before or not, um, it's very poetic in a sense. And I, I like, obviously he, they, we like say poems and, and say stuff like that. But even like the monologue in the script is just so, so like painfully sad in a sense. Like it's just a, a way of like guiding the film and it's just so sad. And, but it's also so beautiful the way the words sort of connect with the scenes and connect with the characters and how it sort of describes the feeling of how she feels at the moment um but yeah like it's just cool to see that conceptualized like where it's conceptualized in the scenes and how it connects 
And I think that's one major thing that like movies have over books is sort of have these certain scenes and um, takeaways that wouldn't manifest itself in a book, but in a movie. And the way that it sort of guides through that is really fantastic and it's cool to see. Um, but I, I guess I'll go th- with you, how you sort of like went through your first <laughs> watch and your second watch. Um, yeah, first watch, insane the first part. Like I was just like freaking out. I was shocked. I was amazed. I was like, what's going to happen? I was intrigued. Um, and like you see these different people pop up. You see Tony Collette's fantastic performance. David Lewis's fantastic performance. And both of their struggles of kind of being normal parents um, and trying to have a good and fresh first impression on his girlfriend. Um, at the same time, though, you, there's like little hints of things that like you want to question, like how... Um, how Lucy essentially like forgot the story of how they met and like how the dad's questioning that and how Tony Collette reacts to certain things that she says and Tony Collette like how she acts in a certain way which was so good like I love the fact that like she has that uncomfortable uncomfortable smile on point mm. like how she's like laughing but then like nods and kind of smiles and like you could tell that it's like an uncomfortable moment <laughs> um and you have like things of like jake blowing up at their parents jake blowing up at the mom at certain aspects and you're kind of like okay what's up with his family and like at first glance i thought like something's wrong with his family and like something's gonna happen to her in the sense of like them capturing her or something because they also have like that part with the basement and like oh what's in the basement oh don't go down there he's there blah 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 and like they try to like play off the basement as like sort of this like scary sanctuary moment Mm -hmm. um and then like like you said like it's it goes through different timelines in the house and like so many things are happening in the house like she walks down the stairs contemplating why she should stay with jake why she shouldn't and these these thoughts of like of belief and disbelief as regards like where she's at and like then they leave the house and like that's where like it goes downhill essentially for me and it gets hella abstract um and like I was saying this come around, like it just kind of got weird for weird sake. Like <laughs> I feel like it was just being strange for fun and I didn't really get the the message or, or idea behind that. Um and then like it goes into this dance number and then him having this accept- acceptance speech in front of all these people, which is a scene that I really loved because the stylistic the the stylistic choice of not using like like heavy makeup or heavy masks to show that they're old, but to have that like hyper realistic look of makeup intensified on their face to make them look old so you have like the gray you have the defining lines of wrinkles you you have like all these people that like like look look like they're supposed to be young but they look old because of the makeup mm. but you have these people that are supposed to be old and and have this different look on them you can't like at first glance you can't tell but then once you start like looking deeper and you start noticing that they're supposed to be old but they have so much makeup and detail applied to them that like they look old on the surface but obviously like it's the makeup and the hyperlistic look of it that changes that scene and how you feel about it. Um, but yeah, then it op- like it closes out with like the snow covering the truck, and I guess like you could kind of guess that like the old man dies because he's following this like angel pig, um, <laughs> and then it ends. And I'm just like, what did I just watch? What happened? I don't get it. Why is it like this? <laughs> like, <laughs> Why is it like this? I go into of course the same mode. I go into most movies. I drastically start researching i drastically start looking at videos and then that's when i found out that it's about him contemplating suicide essentially and i'm thinking of ending things is literally about thinking of ending everything 
Um, and when I first found that out, I was just like kind of struck because like the idea of the title of the film and book and the idea of him going through his memories before he's about to die is so insane. And like, it's just so crazy. And I had a profound like attraction to the film. Like, wow, I can't believe that this was portrayed through this. And like the idea of him struggling with his, with himself of like, why should I stay alive? Why should I die? Why should I even start keep on living? Like, what's the point? What's the point? Um, and that sort of struggle was so interesting to see because it's just a, such like a um, a drastic and serious message and set, like serious story of what people go through day by day, essentially, and questioning their sort of existence and reality. And it, and it's it was just so crazy to me that like they sort of pulled the hood over your head because like it's like i'm thinking of any things you would think it's like a relationship but like you figure out that like he's trying to like argue with himself and and figure out why he wants to live or die and that's when the second viewing comes um and like i was just watching the second view again uh the first half wasn't as like magical as the first time i was just kind of like yeah i know what happened <laughs> like yeah 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 i can keep it going and i started like I was more focused on trying to figure out little things that would hint to him trying to figure out if he wants to live or die. And a lot of it I got pretty quickly and I, I actually got it more obvious when I was watching the second time. Um, and then when I watched the second part, it was a lot better for me that time. And I think not a lot better, but like it was better. <laughs> <laughs> it was on a different level I mean, from it was before. It started, the bar was set so low, it can only get better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the, the 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 second half was like where it's like starts to drown out, but then it raised a little bit, you know. Um, and like seeing the ending of like the beautiful dancing, the singing, and his obsession with Oklahoma and stuff like that, I really understood the the meaning and sort of the argument he had with himself. Um, and it was just so crazy to see. Um, it didn't make my opinion of the the movie like any type of better. I was more or less like, okay, I kind of get it now. I kind yeah. of got the understanding and I left. It was more of, of that than like, whoa, now that I see it the second time, I understand the <laughs> poetic genius of this. I was just kind of like, oh, okay, that's I get it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, okay. but that's just kind of, yeah, it's just, okay, all right, that's cool. Um, and I'm more, I'm kind of more intrigued to read the book now and see how that is. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like an interesting subject that they're able to portray this man's life going, like traveling, like right in front of his eyes and him trying to remember certain aspects of life, certain aspects he regrets, certain aspects he wants to change. Um, and it was just cool in that sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think the, the concept is definitely like so interesting and like also it's just so sad and like i think coming from only seeing eternal sunshine um one of my favorite parts of the movie is when they go through each other's memories um it was like it was super surreal but like i loved how like he depict they depicted like going into like their childhood like memories and how they saw themselves and then you know the emotions that came with it and this movie is basically one big like fantasy or like recollection of your own memories like nothing is like stays the same you can't really place a time on anything and things are constantly shifting and that's what happens in the movie there's like things that aren't real things that are real um and like 
that's why like his experience with his parents was basically like just very like (laughs) it was like fast forwarded and like heightened at the same time um and then like all of those dreamlike sequences that like never happened are things he wishes he could have been or things he wishes happened like his girlfriend you know like she doesn't exist she's not actually a real person and it's just so sad to realize too that like even in his like fantasy he she is like thinking of ending it with him she like doesn't want to be with him which just goes to show how sad of a person he was and how lonely um and like yeah a lot of like the dialogue a lot of the references are things he basically like all of the media he ever absorbed in his whole life he is just comprised of it that's all he's made of you know and all these other things they're not real and it's like and you take a look at what is real and he's this very sad old lonely man who just cleans up like his old high school and absorbs people's faces and people don't look at him he's basically invisible and it's just so sad (laughs) like all of it um and it makes you obviously think about I don't know if it did this for you it made me think about like my own life and I was like man I wonder if I ever like if I could like you know my memories be like reenacted in a film or something like what would I think of what would I fantasize about what would I like you know make believe that wasn't real things that are real things i wished would be um and yeah i think the film the second time around for me especially like was like provided a lot of more clarity um especially seeing it through the lens of knowing that jake is the main character because when you go into it the first time you think the girlfriend is the main character and then surprise at the end of like the last act basically it's like oh You're she's the same person <laughs> it's the same person or she's not real you know um so yeah going into it the second time knowing he's the main character i definitely paid attention to what he was saying like a lot more um and it's crazy how the movie tricks you like that because the girlfriend is so engaging she's so lively she's like more alive than anything else in the movie set against this super cold cold landscape cold backdrop against these cold characters she's like the warmest thing in the room um and that's everything jake wished he could probably be he wished like you know he was with someone like that someone who validated him who was successful in like every possible career she was like a physicist a painter a genealogist or something like that or whatever Jaron she studied gerontology um and yeah it's just like it's just all so sad <laughs> to realize yeah this is a man basically taking a look at his entire life when he's thinking about ending his own life um and yeah, I wanted to ask you what you like thought about the movie ending because it wasn't like super, super clear that he killed himself. It was like because it kind of looked like he was having some kind of attack, like a heart attack or something. Um, and then he kind of like walked off and like died some more, basically. And like I was like, wait, I don't think he killed himself. But I was also like, maybe he did. I don't know. And maybe it was only left up to interpretation um 
So yeah, what do you what did you think about that? Um, yeah. At the end, I kind of assumed that he killed himself because it just shows his truck in the middle of nowhere, and like it showed his dead pig and talking about how like some pigs are infested with maggots, some are not, and like you just have the the hands are dealt with. Um, and he's essentially talking about like Jake's life and how he had to do with it and the circumstances of how, what happened to him. Um, the pig was sort of bringing that up and his, the aspect of his life and why he sort of felt that way. He sort of felt like why he felt sad and like why he wanted to end things. And I guess the pig was kind of like a comforting moment of like, you know what? Like people don't have maggots in them. <laughs> some people don't, some people do. You just dealt with the cards you're hand, like dealt with and, and what you did with it was how you did with it. And, and whether or not it could have been different or not, um, you're at this place now. And and like you said before, like it just was really sad because the the girl, Lucy, is essentially a manis- manifestation of things he wanted in a girl and manifestation of a life that he kind of wanted to be in but wasn't because of whether or not he's like shy or if he couldn't talk to girls at certain points or just certain or those certain aspects um and that's manifested through like the school girls and why they keep why he keeps seeing them because like they're always like making fun of him and he, he kind of has this perception of like if i did talk to a girl or something like that they might think the same way and it's hard for him to to sort of realize that conceptualize that and like even like try and muster up the courage to talk to someone and and get help from them um, even with the bone dog poem too, it's very sad. <laughs> it's really sad, and it's again like when I watched the second time, it's so screaming in your face that like he, like it's he's really sad, and <laughs> like it's screaming to the screaming in your face that like he kind of has no he ha- he believes he has no reason to live, and it's really sad, and like the fact that he's like I think he wrote that about me, and um, it just shows like the the relationships that we have with uh, people that we don't know, celebrities, artists, and stuff like that, and how it it reaches to their audience like Jake and reaches to certain people and how they perceive it. Um, yeah, that poem's really sad. <laughs> um, but when you are saying before, like it, it shows all his memories and what he wants to happen, what didn't happen um, and manifests that sort of aspect of it. But um, yeah. And, and how I feel about the ending the first time I was very confused. Second time I kind of understood it and I kind of got the grasp of it. Um, but like as regards as like satisfaction i was still kind of like uh <laughs> i kind of wish it was a different um how about you how did you feel about the ending and like did you kind of get that he like killed himself or like what did you think about that part i don't yeah i don't know even after the second viewing it wasn't clear to me that he like totally offed himself you know i was like did he it was very ambiguous still for me i was like he could have frozen and died in his truck he could have walked off continued his heart attack or whatever died of natural causes i don't know um and i know in the book he basically straight up kills himself it's very violent um he like stabs himself with in the neck with a hanger like that he like twisted up it's very violent um (laughs) and he yeah but so yeah i'm kind of glad that didn't happen you know it wasn't uh actually depicted in that way and it was left more like oh yeah he died (laughs) kind of um but the suicide part not super like clear to me and like i don't really care for whether or not 
that answer is clear either. It's just like knowing like, yeah, he's probably dead kind of thing. It was like, yeah, I kind of saw that coming, you know? Um, but yeah, back to the bone dog poem. I think that is, if not my favorite part of the movie, if we were to pick just one scene, um, sequence wise, the, everything at the parents' house was my favorite. Um, but one scene that is definitely my favorite part. And I know it's just someone reciting a poem (laughs) that already exists in real life. Um, but it's just such incredible acting from Jesse Buckley and like just the, the emotion and like the, the way emotion, the facial structures, just, the tone of her voice, like everything about everything. it was really good. And not to mention, yeah, she breaks the fourth wall and she is reciting the poem to you at some point. And you're like, fuck, dude. <laughs> and like, do I say something? Do, she, <laughs> yeah. do I answer this question? <laughs> it just like, yeah. And you, you basically like when it goes back to you and she stares at you in the face, you're basically like, man, this poem this poem is hitting me like in a way that I didn't realize uh, this poem could or something like that. Um, and yeah, that's why he's like, I think that was written for me. And she's like, yeah, we all like to think poems are, you know, (laughs) totally like just brush off his opinion. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. She's like, (laughs) everyone wants one one hopes, you know, with the poem, but, uh, yeah, I just yeah, I loved I loved her acting. I loved his acting. It was just incredible. But yeah, um, if you were to pick one scene from this movie that is your favorite, what would it be? Uh, uh if it's not that one, it has to be where she's at the dinner table mm-hmm. and they're talking about like how they met, and she's like, "Oh, I actually don't remember how long it's been." And like, like that part where it's just focused on her, and then it like expands out to yeah, the table empty. and it just shows her empty i'm like yo what is up i was like what's <laughs> happening even the second time too like just watching that part and knowing even though i was kind of like not i was kind of uninterested at the time i still saw that scene as like wow that looks beautiful and the way it sort of leads up to that is really great yeah um but man that part's so good it's like actually i don't know how long it's been and then Every, everything's gone all the food is gone did I you know notice that they never actually ate any food Yes, I was I watching I them. That. I was like, "They're they're not even eating." I'm like, man, this is yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, God, I love did, that fucking part. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about the ending, though? And did you think, like, with this type of film, after we've like kind of talked about it and researched it, do you think that there needs to be more explanation? Do you like the fact that it ends kind of vague, or like, how do you feel about like how abstract and like? questionful i guess and like how it makes you more curious but also like pointing to a different like a direction how do you feel about that as regards to like an ending Hmm. i think i think knowing this movie is an adaptation of a book and also knowing that the ending is very different from the novel i am more likely to want to read the novel to see why the director deviated from it um and like find out why like he adapted it in this specific way and hopefully get an answer through that um so yeah i am like like initial viewing i was very disappointed in the ending i was kind of like that was like really weird and dumb <laughs> i'm like because like yeah the first half had a lot of like potential a lot of ways it could have gone that i 
probably would have enjoyed and then it just took a different turn that i did not expect and i was like mm, okay well <laughs> this is definitely something i didn't know it would be um but yeah at this point second viewing you know i'm kind of like okay like i i do want to see why and like look for more answers why it was it went the way it did um as it stands now as like just a movie that you see and like not knowing that there's a book involved and it's an adaptation i think the ending is like yeah i stand by my first reaction it's very disappointing <laughs> um just kind of like very abrupt um and i think a lot of people who are less curious than i will probably feel the same um, yeah especially like people that aren't as interested they won't even look it up they'd be like what yeah. a dumb movie what a dumb ending yeah exactly and like people and like who knows maybe even if i do read the book even if i do find out or surmise why the director writer made it adapted it this way maybe i'll still feel disappointed you know um so who knows you know i'll tune in next time to see <laughs> how do you feel about like movies that sort of need research to get it like especially with this sort of ending and this sort of subject matter like how do you feel about movies that you have to kind of research and try to get a context of like how do you feel about that like donnie darko for one like you kind of have <laughs> to like research it and figure out why like that certain <laughs> things happen in that film um but how do you feel about those certain movies i have no problem with those movies honestly like because i do it anyway with like if i'm confused about a movie i will still like research it and look it up or look up some backstory um I know adaptations tend to be like forgiving. It's like, yeah, it's an adaptation. Of course, you're going to look at the source material. Um, but yeah, I generally don't have a problem with a movie like that. If it is like, yeah, I'm, have you ever seen Only God Forgives? No. Okay. I think that is a very abstract movie that made me a little upset that i didn't even want to do research on i was like that was like really weird and meaningless and i have no interest in even looking up why things happen and i know That's interesting. yeah that movie has like a weird cult following but i think it's because it's by the same guy who made drive and um what's it called what is the weird one we saw <laughs> the neon demon yeah it's <laughs> oh, by the God. same director <laughs> the weird one where she eats people but yeah um, that is a very, very abstract movie that I had no interest in, like, even seeing the meaning behind because I was, like, I just didn't, I was just not interested. I was, like, okay, that was a waste of time. Um, but with a story like this, I think I'm definitely more interested in the subject matter and what it is talking about, um, and the concept itself. So I think that's definitely why I want to know more. What about you? So, wait, side note. Was Only God Forgives the one with Ryan Gosling and he doesn't talk? Yeah, pretty much. And it's in okay. Thailand and it's, like, weird. He's just, yeah. He's, like, just kind of floating through these different, like, I didn't watch it, but I just seen clips of, like, he's, like, floating through different scenes and kind of, like, beats people up. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, symbolism and meaning behind everything, mm -hmm. but you gotta have to, like, you have to look up whatever people's, like, hyperanalysis of it. And I was just, like nah i'm good um as regards to like context and research behind movies i think it, it depends i think like you you obviously made a really great point about like you watch this film and you could have done the research but it, it honestly it was uninteresting to you for to figure out what it meant 
Um, and this is one of those films where I was really intrigued to figure out the context and backstory. So much to the point where I, I might read the book and like figure out why that, what what's the same, what's different. And I've seen film, like videos of like how different it is. And to be honest, it sounds like the movie just cut out the things that would make sense. <laughs> like the the movie cut out like the hints that would help you like guide you through the film. Which is like I was like, what the heck? Why would he? Who would even? Why would they? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but in the sense of like you know Donnie Darko and things like that. I think it strengthens the film and the fan base. I think the reason why Donnie Darko is, is talked about so much is because it's it's a movie that's so cohesive from start to finish, interesting from start to finish. You're satisfied to start to finish, and then the, the the sort of research of that is a bonus for you to figure out and understand and fully get why it's so creepy, so weird, why it's sort of conceptualized in this fashion of like different timelines essentially, and where he goes and where he doesn't go. Um, but this film, like it, it, it did really interest me to to get the context of the book and everything like that. Um, but I'm not entirely sure if that's going to strengthen my love for this film. <laughs> yeah. I think it's essentially going to keep it the same. Um, but like, I don't know. It's just I I really applaud this film one for the subject matter and how it's it's handled that. And I don't know about the book yet or how it handles a subject matter like suicide and stuff like that. Um, uh, but another side note, I don't know if you remember this, but when we first started, I guess, like hanging out and becoming friends, you sort of like told me your idea for a short film that was almost the same concept of this. You sort of had this idea of like someone arguing with their wife um, and then at the end of it, like that wife didn't exist. And it's this man like arguing with himself whether or not if he should kill himself as well. And then like he sort of gets to the end of like the bridge of where he wants to jump and realizes that he's not talking to his wife. He's just talking to like himself the whole time. Do you remember that? I do remember this. I can't believe you remember that. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was like, I was like, Whoa, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, that, first of all, you had an idea of like a short film and then the idea of it was really cool. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Sorry. I like didn't like, I honestly kind of forgot it. I, it popped into my head like, f- like recently, but it was like months ago. Not um, even watching the film. You didn't get that. Idea. I didn't. I was just like, I mean, I'm obviously attracted to this, like, subject matter and this, like, concept, you know? Um, I, no, I didn't remember, actually. But thank you for reminding me. Yeah, the story was supposed to be this guy, like, basically, like, contemplating suicide. And he's, like, it, it just sat in a car and, like, what's it called? And he, like, sees his wife next to him. You don't know that she's actually dead until, like however that reveal happens and then he she basically like tries to talk him out of it um and then it ends and it's like very ambiguous i think it was just supposed to be like him you just hear the sound of like the engine roar and that's it you don't know whether or not he actually drove off the bridge or drove away you should still make it. <laughs> Nobody steal this. This is copyrighted. <laughs> you're in the wrong field. You're supposed to write a book about it first oh and then get God. the adaptation. Come on, right. Kamala. You gotta I think about it. I should have been a writer. <laughs> um, going off of that too, just the idea of subject matter and the idea of what this film's about. Um, I know, especially now, times are pretty tough, essentially with the pandemic, with the BLM movement and, and things of that nature. Um, and I guess this is kind of like my message to all of you, to the audience. But I mean, there are so many people that do care about you. If you do, if you are lonely, if you feel lonely, 
there are professionals, there are people that could help you. Um, friends and family that still love you and care about you. So if, if for any reason you're in this dark space, um, similar to the main character of the film, obviously there are resources that we that there are resources that are provided to you that you could help yourself out of this rut. And I think I'll probably include the number for suicide prevention in the description, but. That was just sort of like my little thing because I feel like it's a really, really interesting subject matter in the sense of how this person was able to conceptualize it, Um, especially with the movie, too. They really did it respectively. I don't think anything about it was essentially like, I guess, triggering to the point where like it might, you know, set someone off or something. But that's why I just like that popped in my head because of the fact that like how this movie is handled and the idea of it was handled. Yeah. And with that... um yeah, I, I think it's actually Suicide Prevention Month, um, coincidentally. But, you know, every month should be whatever the celebration of the month is, right? Um, but yeah, I talk to each other. I think you and your like circle are, pro- are your best resources. Um, and if you don't have anyone to talk to, there are hotlines. And honestly, if you want to talk to someone, reach out to one of us, honestly. Um, but we're not professionals whatsoever. We're not <laughs> like, professionals. We're not gonna like. But if you want, I mean, we'll probably recommend like professional help. <laughs> but yeah, we are we are open to it, Josh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm just, we're open to it, but like, don't we're expect open. us to like. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're not give you this mind blowing explanation. But yeah, it's just like uh, there's a certain er, mental health issues out there, of course, that are, are super real and super important, but. The fact of the matter is it, it depends on you to, to act upon it and take care of yourself and sort of reevaluate your position and reevaluate what you need to do within your yourself and sort of zen out and make sure you're right. Um, make sure your friends are right too. I think it's a really crazy time right now and I think uh, that's something we all need to, to, to think about. And with that, this has been our episode on the film I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Thank you everyone for watching. My name is Jocelyn Dicho, and you can follow me on Instagram at the Space Wolf. And I'm Carmel, and you can follow me at CatMellow. And you could follow Watch It Sound on Instagram at Watch It Sound, along with listening to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, and Anchor. If you're listening to us on Apple or anything like that, please leave us a review, a rating, comment, subscribe, hit that like button, whatever. Um, that really helps us a lot. Um, make sure it's only positive things. We don't want negative things because we're just human um (laughs) but with that check on yourself check on your friends make sure everyone's good make sure yourself is good and most importantly and keep on watching Starts a dancing in the wall, and a dream starts a dancing in my.